It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Welcome back. My mic, my mic. I don't know what's going on. Can you guys hear me? (laughs) All right. Welcome back, everybody. It's good to have you here. It's, it's, um. What do you call it? It is, uh, is it tax? Taxes were due yesterday. Is that what happened? I'm trying to remember all these different tax changes. Uh, so anyway, hopefully everybody got their taxes in or their extensions done. Uh, and, uh, and we're all good to go. Anyway, today on the show, Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal. What are we talking about today? We're talking about courts should not protect companies that cheat to compete. Norm Blumenthal is an attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. Also, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back. Nice to be back, Bert. All good to talk to you. Um, yeah, we don't want to protect the cheaters, but apparently that's uh, not going to happen um, in California. On November thir- thirty, well, not November, in um, on March thirty, the uh, United States Supreme Court uh, heard a case called Viking River Cruises versus uh, Moriana, and uh, I listened to the oral arguments and I read the briefs. And it looks like it's going to be a very close call, depending on how Justice Roberts rules. It shouldn't be a close call, but it is. This is a case about uh, the Private Attorney General Act in California. It's a very unique statute that gives uh, private citizens uh, the right to petition the uh, a Labor Workforce Development Agency uh, to allow them to uh, represent the state of California to uh, bring an action against their current or former employee employer uh, for violations of California labor laws. And the reason that California enacted this Private Attorney General Act was because their staff is uh, woefully inadequate and unable to uh, to bring these actions on behalf of them, uh, behalf of the state. Uh, what you have here is in California, um, there's 1.6 million businesses. And the California state in the, in the last year was able to conduct uh, 1,700 inspections with their workforce. Um, and they were discovered 3,586 violations. So you know, at least two at every every location. But you can't protect the uh, labor force when you have a, such an enormous disparity. You're only able to prosecute uh, uh, less than 1% of the uh, potential violators. And what the violations are, just so people can be familiar with it, um, there's violations for, you know, in California, you're entitled to uh, 10 minutes for every five hours for uh, rest and and uh, 30 minutes for lunch or break for a meal, depending, you know, if you go around the clock. And you, you have to get paid from the time you clock in to the time you clock out. 
and you have to clock in before you do any work. So you can't show up at a job and uh, get your computer up, running, and ready to go and check your mail before you clock in. You clock in when you sit down at your desk, if it's a desk job. You also um, clock out when you're done. You don't uh, wait and and clock out and then um, proceed to close out on all your books. But from the employer's standpoint, they would just assume uh, you work off the clock. You work through your uh, rest periods and you work through your lunch because you get greater productivity that way. And so that's what we're up against. And it's, um, it's a good system, the Private Attorney General Act system, because uh, it's just the idea of putting um, a little bit of fear into the in employers. You know, the uh, economic system, I guess, the whole government system runs on fear and greed. And if you have no fear and all greed, you're going to work your labor force as hard as you can for as paying as little as you can so you can make the greater profit. That's just what companies do um, if they have no fear of any uh, of being prosecuted for any violations. And the Private Attorney General Act, it was, you know, it's still a spit in the ocean, but at least it put some fear into the companies in California, and it created a... Uh, a greater mechanism to uh, 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 discourage cheaters. And uh, that's the whole idea, is uh, is to discourage the cheaters. You can't get them all, but discourage them so they don't cheat to compete because if you're competing against the cheater, what are you going to do to uh, stay in business, to fall in line with everybody else? Yeah, yeah, well, I I mean... I'm just blown away. As you said, there's 1.7. Hello? You broke up, Bert. Hello? All right, I'm back. You there? Yep, okay. I'm back. A little technical difficulty. Anyway, as I was saying before we got rudely interrupted, is, uh, you know, you got 1.7 million businesses. So if the department was 10 times the size, 10 times uh, the inspections, you're only looking at 17,000 businesses, give or take 18,000 businesses being inspected. That's if you, if you 10 times the department, it's just, it shows you when you say woefully understaffed, you know, it is, it's, it's amoebic. Yeah. They just can't afford to do it. I mean, the bottom line is, and so that's why they passed the private attorney general act because they bring um, the uh, labor force into the fact that they then become whistleblowers. And as as they become whistleblowers, they collect money for the state. Um, uh, one, they get 
uh, 25% goes to what's called the aggrieved employees, and uh, the rest of it goes to the state. And, and what this was able to do, in, in the last year alone, the state was able to collect $88 million. And uh, they used that then to help uh, pay for some type of enforcement. That's as, as good as it's going to get. Right. So, all right. So you're the employer, and and you say, hey, we don't, you know, we don't want to be paying these penalties. This is outrageous. You know, this is just a bunch of attorneys out there trying to collect money and, uh, you know, for technical violations. You know, yeah, well, and uh, they're doing it for these employees, and you can't do it because you. You said you'd go to arbitration, so they end up, um, the whole case is about whether or not um, the case should proceed in arbitration or it should proceed um, in court or should proceed at all is really what it is because what the, the, the bottom line is, what they want to do is they want to have a situation where it's uneconomical for the aggrieved employees to proceed in any form. So what they do in every contract the employees sign in California and across the country, there's what's called an arbitration provision. And that's a provision that says you're going to bring your action in arbitration if you have a complaint against the company, and you're going to bring it with what's called a bilateral proceeding where it's only you versus the company. And it can only be for your viol- uh, violations of the um, that occurred to you as an individual. You can't bring it on behalf of the state for any other violation other than your own. It's called that's called an individual uh, PAGA arbitration. That's what they want, and in doing so, they eliminate the right of the state to include in your violations the violations of the uh, company as to other individuals. And that's where they're headed. They're creating this myth called the uh, individual um, PAGA arbitration, which doesn't exist. When you bring a a PAGA claim and it goes to judgment or or settled, um, it's, it's going doing that on behalf of all the employees, on behalf of the state. So it's what's called res judicata, and nobody else could bring that claim. That's what the law is, and that's what allows the individual to bring this action on behalf of everybody. But it, it appears to be they're going to create this myth where you can't bring it in court, your, your uh, um claims for on behalf of the state and you can't bring it in arbitration sure uh, you'll you'll be what they say in the argument is oh we're going to have a form for you we'll have a form for your one violation and the other 999 violations that uh, the company committed they'll go unpunished so there, there's no fear right because there and there's no economics for an attorney to take that case for that one violation. So what's going to happen, you know, it's, in my mind, it's a situation, be careful what you wish for. Because um, there already exist uh, laws on the books for whistleblowers. And they're, generally they're, they're in, in the books for 
companies that uh, overcharge the government. Um, just to you know, give you a bird's eye view of it. And so the individual who's the whistleblower isn't saying, "Oh, you know, I work for this company, and uh, they have been charging the government three times the amount they're supposed to for um, whatever the supply is." Um, and so they, they blow the whistle on them. The um, company, uh, the the person that's been charging it, has to disgorge the. Uh, the ill-gotten gains, and the whistleblower gets a 25% reward. Right. And that's called, it's called what's called a qui-tom action. And those cases, they date back to colonial times, literally. And uh, they've been around forever. And it's the right of the state. And qui-tom is, is a Latin phrase, qui-tom pro domini rege quam pro se ipso in hoc parte sic- <laughs> Sequitur. Okay, that's what it is, right, and right. it means uh, who pursues this action on uh, our Lord and King behalf uh, as well as his own, and so it's been around forever since colonial times, and that's what what they're going to end up. You know, be careful what you wish for, because they're going to turn the Paga action into Qui Tom. So instead of the twenty five percent being um, allocated between the individuals um, pursuant to the, the violations that were committed against each individual, the 25% is going to go to the whistleblower, the one individual who has uh, brought the action. And that was, uh, there was already Supreme Court in California decisions. No, it has to be shared between all of them. That was one of the cases. So they, they used that against the uh, state. And so the state's going to turn around and say, okay, well, let me tell you, if, you, if you're telling people that they're going to end up making, you know, a million dollars for being the whistleblower, I won't be able to handle all the cases that are coming into me. Because right now, as a whistleblower, they only get, you know, one one-hundredth of that amount if there's, if there's a hundred uh, violations against different people, for different people. So... That's that's the situation. The companies, you know, need to be careful what they wish for. They they're getting greedy because they're trying to to cut off the quitom action in all uh, courts and all proceedings, and they're going up against the state of California. And guess who owns controls the legislature? The workers in California. Right now in California, if you're a dishwasher, you get paid twenty two dollars an hour. Because nobody wants to be a dishwasher, number one. And number two, to get somebody to do it that does a competent job, that's the kind of amount of money you have to pay to uh, to get a good dishwasher. Right. And so, so this is, you know, and that and that and that's just going to go across. What happens in California is going to happen in the rest of the country. So right. when, people, when, when the states see how productive this is, that they can um, create whistleblowers, and get 75% of, of, the, of the amount um, for labor code violations and, and put up no money, they're going to, continue, they're going to cre- uh, create this APAGA uh, proceeding in all these other states. And why not? I mean, California got $88 million, and uh, all they did was process these claims and approve, the, uh, approve them for prosecution by the aggrieved employee. 
Now it's, they're just going to change it and say, okay, aggrieved employee, we'll prosecute it. We'll hire your attorney that represented you. Your name won't even be on the pleadings. It's just going to be State of California v. XYZ Company. Now what do they do? They can't bring that in arbitration because the State of California never signed the arbitration agreement. And the aggrieved employee is not a party to the action. He's just simply the whistleblower. Right. And, he's, uh, and he, he hired the attorney, and the attorney um, is approved by the state to proceed with that action. And now what? It's worse than it could ever be for the companies because everybody and their, and their friends are going to want to be an aggrieved employee. So uh, that's, that's what's going to happen because it's all a question of fear and greed. That's, and at the end of the day, they are so greedy, the companies, that they want to protect the cheaters. And in so doing, they're going to create a situation where more and more cheaters are going to be exposed, more and more actions are going to be brought, because the law is just simply going to change. And now they're in a position where they really have a problem. And uh, they really have to watch whatever they do because there's going to be uh, employees that will be more than happy to blow the whistle to collect these kind of rewards. Right. And, and, and so you said that the you think that the court is going to strike this down. Are they going to try – you think the court is going to get rid of this PAGA? Oh, yeah. I think it depends on Roberts. I think if Roberts – Roberts is, you know, he's the middle of the road. He's pro uh, – when you go to court, there's kind of like a hierarchy of who's going to win. First people group that's going to win is going to be the government. Um, second group that's going to win is going to be the corporation, and the third group that's going to win will be the laborers and uh, employees and the little guys. I mean, it's just kind of – that's not a given, but that's kind of like uh, what your expectations are. So in, in the hierarchy, uh, and I, that's a, my generalization, that's my opinion, in this hierarchy, uh, Roberts follows – this this hierarchy he's he's not you know pro corporation to the exclusion of the state so i think he's smart enough to realize um the problems he's going to create by striking down a state uh uh, uh statute that provides 88 million dollars a year to the state because guess what the state's just going to change the law and Put it, put it in a position where they can continue to collect that and more. So uh, our, my hope is is that uh, Roberts is smart enough that he'll see that he's better off not striking down this law because at the end of the day, what's going to come out of this is, uh, is going to be a, a lot worse for the companies that he's trying to protect than what they have now because it'll become a, a pure quitom action is is where it's headed so we'll see but my expectation may be wrong and uh it it could go five four the other way but or, or six yeah five four the other way because right now there's you know really well what it is is the the reason i'm saying that is because justice thomas is a very much a state's right person and right. he will he's not going to strike down any state law um he just 
that's where that's his position. So you can count on Thomas uh, not to be in favor of striking this down. So he gives a vote to the three liberals. That's four. And there's the the, the uh, four crazies on the other side, um, in my opinion. And so now you have Roberts in the middle. And now it's a question of wh how he's going to uh, rule. So they can come up with this contrived uh, plan and procedure of this individual PAGA action, which doesn't exist, and solely for the purpose of, of eliminating all forums for the state of California. Well, guess what? The state of California is not going to stand around and say, okay, well, we're just going to walk away from this. Right. They're not going to walk away from $88 million. They're just going to say, okay. Well, we'll take the uh, aggrieved employee off the pleadings from now on. We'll be the uh, the uh, uh, party that's bringing the action. Um, we'll hire the uh, aggrieved employee's an attorney, and we'll um, uh, make a deal with the aggrieved employees that whatever we collect, we'll give him 25% as the whistleblower. So now what do they do? There's no There's no arbitration agreement between the state and the employer. And the, there's there's no named uh, grieved employee in the action, um, and then you just proceed from from there, and they do it on the basis of uh, of them having you know discovered one. You only need to discover one violation, and you could sue for all the violations you later find through discovery. So that's where we're headed, in my right. in my my feeling, and. Uh, so I'm not too concerned. I I think the the wiser path, and I, you know, I never thought they'd really take this to the Supreme Court because they, I don't think they've thought through their positions very well. The corporations, I mean, it's not like we're in Texas, so uh, or Arizona. I mean, you know, it's a different different boat right. here. Right. You know, all well, they, all they could say during the argument was, well, California is an outlier, so uh, you know, we'll just do what we want with these guys. Well, it's not going to be the outlier forever. There are other liberal states that are looking at uh, putting together PAGA law, and if the Supreme Court gives them clear guidance as to what's what's passable, they're going to follow that guidance. You know, the labor attorneys and employee attorneys in other states will, will push uh, blue states to enact the same type of laws to protect the employees from. Uh, any you know from being the uh, from being able to cheat to compete, right, right. Uh, you know what, and, and what's interesting here uh, is that uh, this this we see right where you think, uh, or right when you think that uh, what do you call it? Uh, the employees have a chance to try to affect change. Uh, you see labor coming in, and again, they're trying to stop these changes. And, and as you always say, that's kind of their job, right? We have this adversarial system. And I agree with you in the sense that I believe California, just like you said, they'll just they'll just take that that aggrieved employee off the pleading. They'll figure out some workaround because California, just like every other state, is not going to get is not is not going to let go of you know potentially hundreds of millions of dollars, especially when we're talking about violators. Oh, yeah. They, 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 their argument was, and the Supreme Court, you know, they're wringing their hands. Oh, justices, save us. You know, we're being exposed to large penalties for violations of the labor laws of California. 
you got to stop this. You know, we don't want to pay these fines. Well, hey, stop committing violations. <laughs> you don't want to pay a fine. Follow the law. I mean, what? Where do you get sympathy from in a uh, judicial panel for the the fox guarding the hen house? Oh, right. you know, please open up the uh, fence so we can make better have better control of the hen house. I mean, come on. And that was their big argument. You know, we're we're all oh, these labor laws are so tough and we're exposed to large penalties for large employers and that it that shouldn't happen. Well, guess what? That's what the law is. It's, of course it should happen. Robust enforcement of state labor laws is what you need. And you don't have that in any other states. You know, people are working off the clock, through lunch, through their uh, rest period, because in some of these big box uh, uh, distribution centers, they have hidden criteria for quotas. So people are afraid to go to the bathroom. They bring a, a paper cup to urinate in so they can meet these quotas. That's how serious it is in in some of these places because there's no downside they all signed arbitration agreements when they came in and all they can bring is an individual action and they're helpless because no attorney is going to take a case for an individual action because the economics aren't there so here they are they're stuck with this job and they don't want to lose it because that's the only job they have and you can't even bring a you know fair labor standard act a federal law you can't bring that in court anymore because of these arbitration provisions. So there's nothing left. The Private Attorney General Act is, is the last nail in the coffin they think they can put in. And, and guess what? This ghost is going to reappear and it's going to haunt them like it's never haunted uh, anybody before because it's going to be stronger and more powerful and it's going to put the, the fear of real collection because it's going to be in the name of the state of California without the aggrieved employee in the caption. And so they have no claim that it's subject to an arbitration provision and because the state of California is not, never was, and never will be a signer of an arbitration agreement. Right, right, yeah. No, absolutely. You know what, and, and, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out, but this is why – it's so important for individuals to vote. This is one of those things where people think their vote doesn't count, and, and it does. Uh, you know, guys listening right now, votes count on a local level as well as on a federal level. It's so important to make sure that you vote to protect you and your family. Yeah. You know, we we have a very much of a, of a right-leaning Supreme Court of the United States. They're all powerful. The um, conservative justices are, you know, all the justices are elected for life. And um, they can trump any law uh, anywhere um, to the extent that uh, it's within some arguable, logical claim. But whistleblower claims go back to colonial times. They're going to have a real tough time getting around, you know, pure quitom actions because it's just... There's, there's too much good law, uh, and if they knock out this quitom, they'll knock out all of them. And now the the government enforcement action for whistleblowers, for people cheating the government, the federal government, will be knocked out. 
And so they're yeah. just going to follow the squeeze tom action right down the line, and same thing for whistleblowers. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, it's going to be worse for these companies than it is right now. Uh, they're complaining now, but just wait to see what happens if this if fog is struck now. Right. No, absolutely. This is this is one of those examples where you hear about uh, justice moving slowly. The wheels of justice grind, but they grind slowly or something like that. And, and so you, you know that a bunch of state attorney generals are watching this case and they will create legislation based on what happens with this case. Yeah, that's that's what you're going to see. And remember, in the hierarchy thing, the state the states come out on top. And if this is a money maker for the states, uh, why not have it? And the companies right. uh, comply with the. Why wouldn't you want your companies to comply with the law? Why would you want to encourage peop, uh, companies to be cheaters? Why right. would you and, do and that to your labor force? Absolutely, and and, and and like you said earlier, this is really not the state trying to do a money grab. This is not a greedy, you know, state action. If companies simply uh, abide by the law, they wouldn't have to worry about any of this. It's real simple. That's that's where we are. And so we'll we'll see what happens, but I I think uh, when we'll know um by in June by June they'll have a decision out. But uh, they think they need the, the Supreme Court needs to think long and hard before they uh, follow this uh, idea of you know getting rid of a law that uh, makes money for the state and protects its citizen and puts the uh, the fear that if you cheat to compete you're going to pay and without that fear it's just going to be all greed and and as you said you're gonna, you know it, it works in California because we're a deep blue state. Um, and we have great labor laws, um, but if they're not, they're, we have no ability to enforce them without the PAGA, the Private Absolutely. Attorney General Act. And so, if, if, it, the, if the Private Attorney General Act, in its current form, is, is struck down, they're just going to reinvent it in a form that that's uh, allowed for whistleblowers. Absolutely. Okay. So let me ask you this. Uh, let's say that I am a citizen of California. I want to contact you regarding a PAGA action. I, you know, how would somebody do that? The easiest thing is just send an email. It's just norm, N-O-R-M, at uh, bamlawca.com. That's B-A-M-L-A-W-C-A.com. I love it. I love it. Norm Blumenthal, thank you so much. Looking forward right, to having you back again soon. Yeah, we'll keep you posted, and uh, by June we'll have an answer for you what the court did, and pretty soon after that, if they strike it down, we'll have an answer from the state of California what they do. And uh, all I can tell everybody out there is keep your state blue. Absolutely, absolutely. All right, good stuff there from Norm Blumenthal. Norm Blumenthal, he is an attorney for workers and consumers. If you want to find out more about uh, Norm and his team, you can go to BAM lawca.com bamlawca.com and you know this is very much like a lot of things the reason that these companies violate the law is simply because they can't right they get away with it and it's seldom 
is it the mom and pop organizations? It's typically these huge companies, 300, 400 employees, uh, and, and by today's standards, three or 400 employees is still considered a small business. But if you have three or four or 500 employees, 1,000 employees, you probably have the benefit, the resources to allow your employees to be treated correctly, i.e. abide by the law. Anyway, bottom line is, guys, thank you so much. Please share this episode with everyone as always, thank you so much for being here. It means the world. We appreciate your time and we appreciate your support very much. Remember, you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch and check out our website at moneyforlunch.com. <laughs>